Here we go, guys. Here we go. I'd like to call to order the City Council meeting, December 21st, 2023, 501 Main Street at 5.30 p.m. Can we all stand for the Pledge of Allegiance? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Can I have a roll call? Earnshaw? Here. Walker? Here. Garcia? Here. Holtmans? Here. Hellenthal? Here. Andrews? Here. Tillman? Here. Bryant? Here. Greenwald? Here. All present. Item number four is mayor's correspondence. And tonight is a good night and a bad night because we have new people coming, but we have somebody who's devoted his time and energy to the city of Keokuk. And so um, I would just like to say to Mr. John Hellenthal, as you retire for your dedicated, from your dedicated service on the city council, we want to extend our heartfelt gratitude for your tremendous impact you have had on our community. Your unwavering commitment, passion, and tireless efforts have made a lasting and positive difference in the lives of the residents that you have served. Throughout your tenure, you have demonstrated exceptional leadership, insight, and genuine concern for the well-being of Keokuk and its citizens. Your approach and willingness to listen to diverse perspectives have been instrumental in fostering a sense of unity and progress. We wish you the well-deserved break, but just in case you get bored, we'd appreciate it if you'd come back. And we want you to know that your contributions will be remembered and appreciated for the years to come. Thank you for your outstanding service for the citizens of Keokuk. Thank all of you. Okay, item number five. If we have any citizens, is citizens request, if we have anybody that would like to speak tonight, please come to the podium, take no more than five minutes, and um, keep your comments brief. And I don't see anybody that's coming, so I think we can move on. Okay, item number six, consent agenda. Minutes of the regular city council meeting and council workshop of December 7th, 2023. Cash receipts and treasurer's report for November 2023, resolution approving liquor license for Rascals Pub and Grub Incorporated, 820 Main Street, Class C retail alcohol license with outdoor services, effective January 2nd, 2024, eight-month term to expire September 9th, 2024, resolution approving liquor license for Hy-Vee Food Store, 3111 Main Street, Class E retail Alcohol license, effective January 2nd, 2024. Cigarette permit for West Kmart, 707 Palin Street, effective December 21st, 2023, January through January 30th, 2024. I need a motion to, and a motion to pay the bills and transfers listed in registers number 5379 and 5380. Do I have a motion to approve the consent agenda? And I mean the agenda including the consent agenda. So move. Second. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 All opposed? Motion passes. 
Item number seven, consider resolution appointing Shelley Altman's to the Southeast Iowa Regional Planning Commission Board of Directors. Do I have a motion to approve? So moved. Second. Second. Do we have any discussion? Southeast Iowa Regional Planning Bylaws state that the terms for Board of Directors are, an an are annual and appointed each calendar year. Cole O'Donnell has served on this Board of Directors but is no longer with the city. Shelley Altman's has expressed interest in serving on the Board of Directors. All those in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed? Motion passes. Item number eight. Consider resolution authorize, authorizing Mayor Kathy Mahoney and City Clerk Celeste Ellen Allenfrody to sign all checks issued by the city. Do I have a motion to approve? So moved. Second. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 All opposed? Item number nine. Consider resolution for gates at the Keokuk Rail Bridge. Do I have a motion to approve? So moved. Second. Any discussion? Two years ago, the Federal Railroad Administration inspected the Keokuk Railroad Bridge and laid out safety concerns that the city of Keokuk needs to address. The FRA understands that safety issue improvements take time and can be costly. The city is working diligently to correct the safety issues and have received a quote to install two single swing gates at each end of the swing portion of the train bridge. The new gates will be electronic and are meant to keep pedestrians from walking on the rails, which is a safety regulation for the FRA. Total cost for the new gates is 24995 submitted by Pierce Fence Company, Pierce Fabrication Company, and Steelworks PNL Locating Services. Is this going to be taken out of this year's budget? Is it, and it was already budgeted, yes? Mm -hmm. That's what I thought. Okay, thanks. Any more discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 All opposed? Motion passes. Item number 10, consider resolution approving the Keokuk Municipal Airport FY2025 FAA five-year capital improvement program. Do I have a motion to approve? So moved. Second. Attached is a submittal of, of the five-year FAA Airport Improvement Program for the Keokuk Municipal Airport submitted by McClure for the fiscal year 2025. The City of Keokuk commits to the commits to provision of the funds as a local match for each project awarded as a grant. Any more discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 All opposed? Motion passes. Item number 11. Consider resolution approving a contract with Midwest Municipal Consulting LLC for the city for a city administrator for the city of Keokuk. Do I have a motion to approve? We'll move. Second. The personnel committee is recommending hiring Midwest Municipal Consulting LLC out of Ankeny, Iowa to conduct a search for the city administrator for the city of Keokuk. The cost is 15800 Any more discussion? Will we also uh, be able to look at um, uh, applications from local folks who would want to apply for that as well? 
Yes, it, it will be open up to the to uh, local people, and we actually have um, three uh, resumes out there right with us right now, and they'll be turned in as soon as we sign. We approve this one. We'll turn them into um, this company, and they can start with it. Any more discussion? All those in favor, say aye. 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 All opposed. <clears throat> Motion passes. Item number 12, motion to approve setting budget review sessions. As part of the budget process, meetings to review department requests need to be scheduled. The dates for the meetings are as follows. January 24, 2024 from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. January 27, 2024 from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m and February 3rd, 2024, from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. The sessions will be held at City Hall and are open to the public. Do we have any more discussion? Um, I just wanted to verify that the first date does go until 8 o'clock because in our packet it says 5 to 7. So that's two different times. Okay, thank you. Okay. Do we have a calendar for the rest of the the whole budget seasoning to make sure that we have everything turned in by February 15th? Yeah, I have. Not February, March 15th. To the, so we have to have to the county by March. You do have a timeline to make sure that we have all those timing meetings timed out. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Any more discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 All opposed? M motion passes. Item number 13, Boards and Commissions. Rampart Pavilion Commission, it's a second notification, no vote is required, and it's Rena Mackey, with term to expire 10-22-29. Grand Theater Commission, third notification, no vote required, and it is Lawrence Barrett, term to expire 11-5-2026. And then we have City Planning Commission with a resignation of Devon Dade, effective 12-31-2023. There's no vote required. Item number 14, Council Liaison Reports. I think everybody's like winding down for Christmas. <laughs> Item number 15, Staff Reports. Neither one of you guys either? All right. Item number 16, New Business. Do you want me to go ahead and to do the community um, catalyst? catalyst. Um, so I'm just asking the council. Um, we have a couple people, um, building owners, property owners, that uh, would like the city to apply on their behalf for the community catalyst building remediation grant. Um, there is... Um, there is the timeline, it's January 29th um, is when the actual pre-application for the Community Catalyst has to be submitted um, by that, which we have time to do that. But since there's two people interested in this, what I would like to do, and I've been working with regional planning, um, is that we do a pre-app to the pre-app. So they would submit something to the City of Kilcuck. I could send it to the City Council, um, let the City Council score it, um, and then send it back to me, and then that way um, we can go ahead and choose what we feel is the best project 
um, and then go ahead on the 18th and um, do a resolution to submit the application, if that's okay with everybody. There is um, financial contribution from the city. It just said city must provide financial resources. Those resources can be um, tax abatement. They can be building permit waive. So it's not something that we would actually have to um, come up with extra funding for. The city of Kilcock actually received the Catalyst Grant um, for the 600 block buildings last year, year before. So if everybody's okay with that, uh, we'll go ahead and get that started. I think it's a great idea. What are the grant funds used for? Like, is it building improvements or yes, what's the they goal? are. Yep, they, it's just assist communities with redevelopment and rehab of buildings. Okay, that sounds yep. good. And we can only assist one of the business owners. One of the businesses, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so before we adjourn, I want to let everybody know that in between this council meeting adjournment and before we start the um, workshop, we will be swearing in our um, council people for the new year. So um, with that being said, I need a motion to adjourn. We'll move. Second. All those in favor say aye. 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 All opposed? Meeting is adjourned. I, Kathy Mahoney. Do you solemnly swear? Do you solemnly swear? That I will support the Constitution. Of the United States. And of the State of Iowa. And I will honestly demean myself in office. And faithfully and impartially. Discharge the duties of mayor. Of the city of Keokuk, to the best of my knowledge and ability, and in accordance with the laws of the state of Iowa, and in accordance of the laws of the state of Iowa, so help me God. Thank you. Okay. I'll go on this one. Yeah. You you guys want to hold hands or just raise one? <laughs> Okay, now remember to say your own name. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> here we go. I do solemnly swear that I will support the Constitution of the United States and of the state of Iowa, and I will honestly demean myself in office and faithfully and impartially charge the duties of. You guys, got to say what ward you're in. There we go. Of the city of Keokuk, to the best of my knowledge and ability, and in accordance with the laws of the state of Iowa, and ordinance of said city, so help me God. Yay, guys. All right. Okay, here we go, guys. Let's um, open the uh, council workshop, December 21st, 2023. Item one is Great River Housing Trust Fund. All right, I got some handouts. I didn't bring enough. I forgot how many of We can share. We're good at it. You don't We did. We really did try. There you go. <laughs> All right.
my name is Jordan Frum. I work with Southeast Iowa Regional Planning Commission. Um, I live in Burlington, Iowa. Um, but I've come before the council today um, to request a local match to our Great River Housing Trust Fund. Um, so basically what this is, um, it's a program that primarily does four things. We do down payment assist assistance, we do housing rehab, we do um, upper story conversion, and we do new developments. Okay, And I'll go over all four of those programs, but basically the local match is contributed. We typically get matching funds from all four counties in southeast Iowa. The city of Burlington uh, contributes annually. Um, and, and typically in the past, that's been enough to cover the local match. But in the past couple of years, the IFA is asking for a higher contribution of local match, uh, which is why we typically, in years past, we haven't asked Keokuk for a local match before. But this year, we're coming to our population centers, Mount Pleasant, Fort Madison, Keokuk, Burlington again, and then the four counties. Southeast, Southeast Iowa Regional Planning makes a contribution. We have our charity golf outing every year, so we have a, um, a, a local match contribution as well. But basically, if you look here on the first slide, uh, since 2011, when the House Trust, Housing Trust Fund was established, uh, we have provided collectively $990,000 in local match, uh, which is basically in a four to one ratio with IFA funds brought in um, $5 million in, uh, in, in Great, Great River Housing funds, um, which has also, within that, allowed us to leverage an additional $2.5 million to the region, bringing together $7.5 million, let's say napkin math, to Southeast Iowa as a whole. Um, all these programs are means-tested, uh, meaning you have to be at a certain income level for a housing rehab or below a certain income level for a housing rehab uh, or a down payment assistance. Um, similarly, for, uh, let's say, an upper story conversion for apartments or a new development, whoever occupies that house after that development would have to meet certain income requirements. So um, we are helping uh, people with this program at a, at a, at a lower income. Um, and we're also, you know, making strides in improving the housing stock or offering new housing or developments to our communities. Um, so let me get to the, uh, what we've done in, in, in Keokuk specifically over the last 10 years of projects. Um, this is just from one report I have found, so there might actually be a couple of projects I missed in here. But we've done four upper story development um, or regular development projects, um, totaling $118,000. We've assisted uh, 19 individuals or families with down payment assistance, totaling $120,000. Uh, and we've done 13 home rehabilitation projects, and that totals $116,000. The, the grand total of that is, is over $300,000, $350,000. And this is in addition to Keokuk Owner Occupied, the Keokuk Pilot Program, any federal home loan bank uh, program. So um, yeah, we've done a lot of good for, for rehabilitating homes in, in Keokuk, in Lee County, all over Southeast Iowa. Um, and then as far as 
uh, Sarah Hecox, the, the housing administrator, and I could look back and, and find past contributions from the city. Um, we're, we're aware of, of one uh, that came in 2018-19 for, uh, for a house on Orlean Street. Uh, and that was $10,000. And that's what I'm uh, asking the council if they would match that, uh, that $10,000. We've asked Fort Madison that, uh, to match that. That's, uh, and then just to give you an idea, um, we've typically counties in the past have all given 10,000. We've since asked for 12,5 from the counties, excluding Louisa, which uh, we requested 10,000. Um, and we just try to, you know, by population, just try to make things kind of square. Um, Fort Madison uh, has, uh, has, has pledged a $10,000 local match. Uh, City of Burlington uh, offers $25,000 annually. Um, and with those slight increases with the counties, um, our contribution at, at, um, at the regional planning and uh, with those municipalities, like I said, that we should be able to, to meet our local match and continue to, to match those funds at a, at a, a four-to-one rate like we have in the past. Um, so that, that's kind of the long and short of my, my spiel. I mean, do, do I have any questions from council members? Are you looking at this being a one-time ask, or do you see this being an annual request? Um, I, I can't speak to the future. I, I would like this to be something that isn't, you know, annual, but, but if the IFA is, is, is requesting this higher portion of local match, then, then I, I could, I could see it becoming that. Maybe it would be at a lower level if the housing trust or if the uh, planning commission can come up with other ways to fundraise for the local match. Um, but, but yeah, I, I can't speak to that. I, I think it's a possibility. I think that is, that's something that I, I wouldn't rule out. Um, cause yeah, I don't want to package this and say, this is going to be a one-time ask and then come back to you next, next year, hat in hand and say, Hey, how about another local match? So I, I think that that's something that is, that is possible. Um, I would, I would like to see us not have that liability to the cities and, and if we could match it with the counties only or, or something like we have in the past, that'd be fantastic, but. So I am on the Housing Trust Fund Board, um, or yeah, the board, um, and I generally do put funds in my budget um, for like if we need a match for a, a down payment assistance or something toward um, regional planning for the Housing Trust Fund. It's generally only $5,000 that I put in there. But, you know, I think that um, with what I had requested last year and what I'll probably request this year since I requested um, more for my zoning update, we wouldn't probably raise my budget any if we just put it in there. What would your time frame be on needing the funds by? Um, well, we haven't obligated any of the fiscal year 23 funds yet. I don't know if I have a, a hard deadline for you here, but um, I, I would have to check back with the housing admin. Um, maybe by the end of our fiscal in, in July. Okay, so this could be a conversation we have during budget sessions too. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yes. 
<clears throat> How do we advertise these services? Um, we advertise on uh, our our website. Um, the the city should. Uh, I don't know if, if they provide information, but that information is provided to cities small and large in southeast Iowa. Um, local banks are, are aware of down payment assistance. Down payment assistance is a very popular program. Like we process those applications like basically as soon as they open up. Uh, I think the the rehabilitation, I don't know if we can do something here to push out things maybe on social media mm -hmm. or things like that, but just so people are aware of resources that we actually have. So, so yeah, it, it is advertised, and if somebody calls, um, anybody calls that needs help, we will send them uh, a pre, there's a pre-application. Uh, generally on the rehab, um, I'm thinking that that's generally a very low income, in, in like a 30%, um, so a lot of people won't qualify for it. But we do make sure the information's out there, um, get them the application. It's just a one-page pre-application to see if they are actually would be able to do the full application. So it's not a big chore for them to do. Um, but we have put it on our Facebook page before. So we do try to get it out there. Well, I see. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that Moorfeld took advantage of some of the upper story. The upper story, yeah. Dave Baum did two of those projects. Um, I believe um, Adam Krauss did a project. Yep. Huge incentive so, for being yeah. able to rehabilitate. Yeah. And, and we've, those are the upper story and we've yeah. had a lot of the um, rehab. I was just approached by a current commercial business owner and they're interested in maybe putting a, um, doing a project as well, so adding a residential unit. You have an income they limit do. for five yes. years. It's eighty percent of. Is it eighty? Or it's eight, yeah. Yes, it is. It, it's the. It's yeah. It's it's for the renter. So the renter has to have um, has for five years. It has to be. I think it's eighty percent of um, the median income. Yeah, that's the upper story. Or you can. I think they're considering putting it on being able to allow it on the first story too. Now with the ordinances that have changed with our main street buildings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or at least I've asked they would. <laughs> for $10,000, it seems like we get a lot of bang for a buck. I think we should consider it only in the fact that when we were setting our goal setting session, we talked about housing a lot and how we wanted to focus on it. So I think this would be a good, a good way to show that we're serious about it. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, well, if there's no other questions, I would like to thank you for your consideration and have a Merry Christmas. Thank you, Thank you, Jordan. Item number two on the workshop is digester cleaning at the wastewater treatment plant. And that's you, Tom. Well, we've had one cleaned, and it's time to do the other one. Uh, we've been looking at it for quite a while. And uh, go ahead and look over on the handouts that I gave you. Uh, we put it out for bids, um, I want to say in October. And we had one big comeback, and uh, uh, that was with CCS. And uh, it was it's a very good bid, in my opinion. 
and uh, we got the base bid. And then they also put in a provision, uh, an option uh, to rent a portable belt filter press because there's a lot, 960,000 gallons of solids in there. And it would put a huge strain on our existing uh, uh, cake pump and our press that we have. And we were trying to figure out a way to, to relieve that and avoid it. And they put in uh, the option of renting one of those. And uh, the cost of that in comparison with what it would be to replace uh, a cake pump that would have to pump those high solids and the wear and tear on the on the belt press, um, I'm thinking this probably be just a little bit more expensive if we had to replace the pump and a couple belts and whatever else might arise in the press. So this is by far the the, the best choice in my and uh, Ryan Bell's opinion, the maintenance guy down at the plant. And then uh, the third part of it, um, trucking out the solids. Um, CCS submitted the uh, bid to do it for $250 a load, and Chris Linder said he could do it for $150 a load. So I think that, uh, you know, to save a little bit of money, we ought to go with the cheaper, the cheaper bid on that. On the second page. I think we should, definitely. That's to rent the belt press, a portable belt press. Yes, definitely think that we should. And they would be operating it and uh, um, taking care of it and arranging all the rentals for it. So you're wanting to do that option in addition to the $375,000 one? Yes. And this, this money comes out of uh, um, the reserve fund. Uh, but in that fund also has the money that was collected from ADM and surcharges. Um, so those are in there. And the DNR along with the EPA gave us an option, uh, either pay the fines that were incurred against the city to the DNR or put this money that's in this account that we already have towards either uh, plan improvements um, or uh, combined sewer overflows. And uh, we've got some going um, probably to both of them. Uh, right now, I've just figured the plan improvements, and this is something we have to get done, and it's best that we take it out of this account since it's the money's already there. You have all the money in that account. Yep, and there's, and there's a few more. I want to say three other projects that uh, are a lot smaller in comparison. Um, that we've already got going and are underway. Some of them have been partially completed. I'm sorry, what? Mm -hmm. No, that, these aren't bonding funds at all. Right. Yeah. Oh, just, I'm sorry, it's a little bit of sound. So the money, this almost, almost five and a half thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars, that's actually money that's already in an account we already have. This wouldn't affect our budget. Correct. This is okay. Yep. And actually, in that, that whole account, um, we have $793,216. And that's prior ADM fines? Prior to the, that is, the final that's one? That's including ADM uh, uh, 
okay. surcharges. That's where all the surcharge money went. So then it will leave us with about $250,000 remaining? Yeah, But that's sort of like an emergency account in case something... Basically, yeah. How big have... is the operation in general? I'm sorry, what? How big is the operation? What is your operating budget every year? Uh, oh, right around 1.8. 1.8? So less than 25% then. Mm -hmm. Okay. So around. Would you refresh the council's uh, memory and uh, the public's memory on how long it's been since this digest? This one, I'd been down at the plant just a few years, and uh, oh, they did some cleaning to it and some rehab, structural rehab uh, internally. And uh, it had been online for probably 20 years and hadn't been cleaned. And the other one, the other digester that was cleaned last spring, um, I'm not sure if we ever did any rehab to it. And uh, they just had slowly filled up with uh, mostly lime solids. And something we, we didn't know, we weren't aware of it at the time, but when ADM was giving us the flow, uh, it was... It was very uh, uh, acidic. It was an acidic flow. And uh, the flow from the water department was very alkaline. And when those flows combined, they neutralized each other. So it took away, uh, uh, neutralized the lime and dissolved a lot of the lime that came into the plant. So we didn't have the problem. And then when ADM left, here we are getting those uh, lime solids from the water department and they weren't being dissolved or neutralized, and they came into the plant and really accumulated. So with the last digester that we had cleaned out, um, we did kind of run into unforeseen issues with that, and it just took longer. Yep. And with the format of a per-day cost, the price ended up being higher. Mm -hmm. uh, did we learn from that experience? So with our estimation here, we're already kind of anticipating some similar things so yes. that we feel this is an accurate estimate? Yes, very much so. Um, CCS did the... the <laughs> and the bid reflects it because whereas this digester is full, the other, the first digester was only about two-thirds full. So we're dealing with uh, another 300,000 gallons of uh, uh, sludge. And, uh, but we didn't, <laughs> we didn't separate that sludge uh, that was cleaned out. We put it into our system, and it put a lot of stress. Um, we had to rebuild. It took over a week to rebuild our cake pump, and the guys said that they'll, it's, they won't do it again. Uh, we'll have to get a new one. Um, cause, and we had to call in a guy that had retired to help out with it too. Um, and and they'll, they'll know they got a lot better idea of how to access the, the digester itself and the best way to uh, um, slurry it up and then pull it out. Am I right there? Yeah. yeah. Well, and right now you can't use that digester. No, not Is at all. Is that correct? Because it needs, until it's cleaned, it's offline. It's basically just sitting there. Yep. Okay. I mean, yeah. And the, the deeper you go, the thicker it's going to get. Yeah, and we've already had, we stopped pumping from it. We stopped, it became unusable. I want to say May, I have a timeline somewhere here, but 
uh, I want to say last May, and it sat in. There was no water on top. You could just you could see the top of the solids. And between then and now, um, I'm guessing what we run into about two to three foot of water has separated, so it's settled that much. And we're going to pump that water off. That's no problem pumping the water off. It's just when it gets so thick, um, and it's thick. Tom, for uh, the hauling of the solids here, we've got the two choices, um, the one bit at 250 and the other at 150. Uh, just refresh my memory. Did you guys get a truck for hauling solids a year or two ago? And if so, uh, is that being taken into consideration? This year, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. this past year. So so are we anticipating using that in this project to help with the hauling costs, or what thought process went there with the equipment? We would not be using that towards this project. Um, it'll still be hauling our regular um, solids out that we uh, have every day from our press. Um, there's such a large amount. We, I don't know how many trucks it's going to take. Um, you have to figure out the after it gets dewatered, the amount of sludge and how much slurry is going to have to be made, and the percentage of the solids that are going to be left behind. It's really difficult. And I'm thinking there's going to be two. Well, there's going to be two trucks going all the time. One will be out taking uh, uh, delivering the loads, and the other one will be getting filled up, and they'll just switch in and out constantly. So you're saying they would use two trucks at a time? Correct. And there's probably no way where we could help them do that so that it would cut down on how many loads we have to pay for. I don't see us being able to. Okay. Um, so back up and you mentioned that there was a line problem. So mm -hmm. is there any plan or anything taking place to fix that problem? Yeah, we've had a lot of discussions uh, with the water department, with Dave Bogner, and he's taking it very seriously. And... Uh, they are becoming permitted, just as any other industry in town. And in fact, we had a meeting and gave him uh, the permit. It's an interim permit. And in it, first of all, he's going to install samplers and meters to find out exactly how much is coming out of the water department. And he's made some adjustments. He repaired a valve, I believe. And uh, I think they keep a closer eye on certain processes to where they don't give us as much lime, near as much lime. Well, we've noticed it down at the plant quite a bit. Um, I don't believe we'll ever get to the point where there's no lime coming down. I just don't think it's possible. Um, but having said that, you know, a little bit of lime is a whole lot easier to handle than a lot. Okay. Tom, can I touch on that a little bit? You bet. Just with the background I've got in the... Years with the waterworks, working for them, and, and that uh, digesters and that type of stuff. The waterworks uses lime in their process a lot more now than they did 40, 50 years ago. What it's done, and Robert could contest the same thing here. Um, we used to see a lot of barnacles in our water mains. It destroys valves. It destroyed pipes. It, it, so I, like slag tights and slag mites in a cave. The lime softens the water, which gives you a better product to shower with, do laundry, but it also stops the barnacles from building up in the water mains and keeps it more of a slurry. So when they flush hydrants, a lot more of it comes out. It doesn't stay in the pipes, and it does help our infrastructure in that aspect. So the lime is helpful, but on the wastewater side of things, 
it makes it hard. At one time, Roquette used to take the lime <clears throat> in their digesters. It was sent to Roquette, and they used it, just like he's saying with ADM neutralizing, they use it to neutralize. They've changed their process over the years, and then with ADM now, it's, it's became a, an issue now. It's been an issue at times, but now we've got to find somebody else that, that can put acid into the system to help us neutralize it. But that's just a little history on it and why there's there's lime there. They are trying to address it. They're trying to figure out uh, different ways of doing things. But it, it is a, a byproduct of what they need to, to do their their work. Thank you. Any more questions, anybody? I have a question. Um, Chris and I were just talking about this. Um, with the loads, I mean, you know that there's, I don't know, what did you say, how many, 900,000 gallons of, what? 960,000. <laughs> 960,000. But we don't know if that's water, how much of that is solid, so on and so forth. Is there an understanding of what that cost would be related to the hauling of the material? Uh, like a rough ballpark of how much LCL farms would be trucking out? Uh, probably, if, if you can count on five trucks a day, well, how much is 75 days, that's, that's okay. about all we got. That's what I was gonna, okay. Yeah. And I imagine there's going to be days where it's maybe three loads or less anyway. And we'll have to find out because right now, the loads we have out have home. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Adam, could, could you come up to the microphone? Thank you. <laughs> so to explain the process, we, um, we start at the top of the digester. They've got a manhole at the top that we open up. Um, we start with really a fire hose, uh, starting to slurry all of that uh, solidified material because we need to be able to get... 10 to 15 feet of lift out of it down into a truck and then into uh, into the press from there. So uh, we have to slurry it. We have to make it uh, able to flow more and then able to flow less. That's, and it's a really, that kind of sucks. If we, if there was a, if we could cut off the roof or something, you know, crazy like that, but we don't want to do that. Um, so we, we have to go about it this way. We vacuum it out. Um, we press it out, and the, it's really just hard to tell what that's going to be. We add water. We take the water away. We add polymer to kind of delete some of the water, but it's it's not a 1 plus 2 equals 3 equation. That's really hard. Since you were going to do some of the hauling, do you think five trucks a day for 75 days sounds right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, uh, because I think that's that's our capacity of getting out. Um it, we we've mathed out the days of of doing. Um, we we know what we can get into a vacuum truck in a day. Um, we talked to Tom at length about this project and and our bid for this project. And I commend Tom for the way he went about getting bids. I thought there would be more. We lowered our price from last year on a daily rate, so I, I thought it would be more competitive. And then it wasn't. There was nobody else. <laughs> so that's they fine. How, they heard what it consisted. Yeah. So. They were afraid of it, and that's fine. Um, but it was, it was really a matter of um, okay. Last time it took last time it took us seventy nine days, but we started in uh, the end of December, beginning of January. 
Um, and we did that because of a lot of reasons. We just we wanted, we needed to get started. Um, and then we got to a point where everything was pretty well frozen. We ruined a pump. Uh, we ruined a few other things. And so we had a lot of a lot of slowdown. And we think we, we really can accomplish it in 75 days. Where we were at, uh, I think it took us 79 working days on the last one. So with more efficiency, with uh, better knowledge of what we're going into, with not starting in dead of winter, uh, I was going to ask, when is the timeline for this then? March 1st. March 1st. Okay, perfect. So with the estimate of five trucks a day, 75 days, with the LCL then quote, it's another 56000 yep. It's $56,250 for mm -hmm. the loads if mm -hmm. LCL Farms does it. Okay. Our bid so was then, $250, <clears throat> yeah. um, and that was, I, I don't know, that, yeah. Uh, but LCL's got an existing standing with the They know what they're so doing. They know what they're doing? Mm -hmm. yep. I'd rather have them do it than... Problem for us is we're not really a hauling company. So if I have to dedicate two of the three dump trucks that we have to just this project, it costs us more. Yeah. So. Um, Tom, I have a question. When it comes down to um, money that goes back into this fund for continued maintenance of the um, facility, um, this is going to drop us probably down to about 10% of operating cost. How much do you typically try to have in a film like this? Uh, I'm not real sure about that because it's split between us and the sewer department. And but since before I uh, uh, took over this position, um, the project ha projects have all gone to the sewer department in, I want to say, lift, lift uh, stations. So I'm not sure uh, what the typical balance is on this. I have two questions for that fund, though. Is that including the settlement money? Yes. It shouldn't be. There should be significant more money than that if that includes the settlement money. Okay, yeah. Oh, it doesn't. I was going to say, it's not. You. When do we ex Including all of the ADM? 294, was it $294,000? I just know at one point before ADM closed, they were paying massive fines every month. The surcharges, yeah. But I think and the settlement. You've got to separate the fines no, we're from talking surcharges. That a couple times a month. Okay. Before. Yeah, there were some months in surcharges that was over, I want to say, $200,000. Well, one of the things I would say is, is that when you look at your budget um, for this next year, um, you know, it's always nice to have three to six months of operating costs in case an emergency happens, things like that, in funds like these. Mm -hmm. um, so I was just sort of curious on what your strategy will be for that, and I, I guess we can talk about it during budget. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Because you're an enterprise zone, so there you operate a little different than the rest of the city. So. Yeah, and with the start time of uh, start date of March first, that takes a lot of pressure off. You know, we don't have to decide anything really, really quick. But I think we ought to just, you know, go with this, and when the time comes. Um, have it proceed. Are there any more questions? Okay. Thanks, Tom. All right. Thank you, guys. Okay. Um, that's. So that looks like that's it, guys. Um, I want to thank everybody sitting up here and everybody sitting out there for all the support they've given the city this past year for um, everything that we've had to do and all the things that have come and gone. And also thank everybody that ran for office and everybody 
um, that's going to be sitting up here in the near future again. And thank John Hellenthal again for all of his service. And um, wish everybody a huge, huge Merry Christmas and a great New Year. And some of you will see after that, and some of us see you next week. <laughs>